I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story? Oh, the CNN trip to the border. Okay. Oh, man, I can't wait to get into that. Still. Uh, the 28th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Okay. All right. Andrew. Richard Dawkins and Jordan Peterson are allying behind a matter. We'll talk about that. Mm, excellent. All right. Can't wait. Got a lot to get into. Before we do that, want to talk to you about how I used to be fat. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so how do we talk about me? I'm still fat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Ridiazone mm -hmm. is what can help you, Glenn, uh -huh. because they take the molecule, the good molecule in olive oil uh -huh. that boosts your metabolism and helps you feel full longer, mm -hmm. and they put it in this little capsule, and you just got to take it before your meals. And it's, I call it my magic pill. But I have to actually order it, right? Well, maybe... See, you run to the reason why I'm fat is because I am lazy. lazy. Yeah. I've been working on this by slipping supplements into your, your uh, water in the morning. Really? And, and I've been putting the wrong supplements, so I blame myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start putting it in Ridgezone. All right, all right, good. Uh, no, but seriously, I do know the, uh, the struggle of weight loss. I lost like 100 pounds um, a bunch of years ago, and I still struggled with uh, my cravings and my metabolism was really crappy. And it hasn't gotten any better until I started taking Ridgezone because... I was getting older, and I realized when you get older, um, your metabolism does not get better. It actually gets worse. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to maintain, but uh, Ridgizone, I, I found, helped me maintain, and it's helped a lot of people, a lot of viewers actually, uh, lose a bunch of weight. They had some people come in a while back giving testimonials, and they were all fans of, fans of Glenn, fans of the show, and they all were like, it was the only thing that helped me lose yeah. the weight. Yeah. Uh, so try it. See if it works for you. Go to ridiazone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Get a three-month supply and get 30% off of it by using promo code THEBLAZE. That's like $1.39 a day. They did the math for me because I'm really bad at math. But a dollar that checks out. Yeah, that checks out. Dollar thirty nine. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, that, but that's way worth it to invest in your health. Ridiazone.com. All right, Glenn, CNN. Could we just roll Jim Acosta in the middle of the day <laughs> in McAllen, Texas, with his sunglasses on at the border fence and what he discovered. And here are some of the steel slats that the president's been talking about uh, right here. Uh, as you can see, yes, you can see through these slats to the uh, other side of the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, but as we're walking along here, we're not seeing any kind of uh, imminent danger. There are no migrants trying to uh, rush toward this fence uh, here in the McAllen, Texas area. As a matter of fact, there are some other businesses uh, behind me along this highway. There's a gas station, Burger King, and so on. Uh, but no sign of the national emergency that the president has been talking about. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's pretty tranquil down here. Yeah. You know where it's not? Uh, in the San Diego area. This guy is crazy. First of all, is this the worst? Is this the worst <laughs> reporting ever? First of all, I've just picked a random space and I'm going there. And by the way, the thing I'm against, the wall, <laughs> is right here. See, you can see through it. So it's more of a fence, which I, you know, my people are more for a fence than a wall. But let me just show you, it's completely effective. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to spin this as. Nobody's here. There is no emergency. <laughs> yes, because the freaking wall is right there. Also, it might have something to do with you're wearing sunglasses. Usually, people are coming in the cover of darkness. <laughs> I mean, where was he when I went down to McAllen, Texas? 
with our border patrol <laughs> in the middle of the night. Do you remember? Did you come with I me? I did not go with you, but I do Oh, yeah, that's sure. right. It had a wee bit of danger to it. That's so, how you and I met, and they still haven't caught me. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, I went down there. I watched the boats come over in the middle of the night. I watched the people come over in droves. Yeah. McAllen, Texas is kind of a hot spot, yeah. but not in the middle of the day. <laughs> Not where the border fence is, instead where there is no fence, Jim. What a complete and utter dope. And everyone at CNN, shame on you. I would, just shame on you. I would have stepped in earlier, but I will never stop a Jim Acosta rant like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that uh, just so let it go epic. until it's over. I mean, it, um, I yeah. mean is there anything? I mean, think about that. Andrew, you're not a news guy, right? You're um, not, no, I'm, no, you're not I'm a news guy. Let's say you're in charge of CNN, and this dope comes on your screen, and you're watching it in the office, and you're even you're even against the border wall. Okay, you're against it. Let's just say you're you're crazy against it, but you got a business to run. You pick up the phone, and Jim Acosta. Uh, uh, Mr. Keaton, uh, 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 Mr. Heaton, uh, Jim Acosta is uh, Jim Acosta is on the uh, on line too. You pick it up, and what uh, do you say? Here, I would say, Jim, we, we've got a hot story for you. It's called logical fallacies. We're going to have, yeah, I, you know, I, I I don't think that a a across the border border wall is a good use of funds. So I, I I don't think this is a good. That said, though, the logical holes in it are much bigger than the current border wall. Uh, it, it like like you know, and there there's are parts where it's Mountainous, you're not going to put a fence or a wall yeah. there. Well, and, and and there's like like again from from a from a safety issue. Like if, if he were to focus on the math side of this, I'd I'd be with him on it. Where most of the drugs that are coming in, they're coming through legal ports. They're not coming from across the border. Most of the people are what about forty percent of the people overstaying their visa. They're already here. Mm -hmm. That said, though. Um, if you pick a random spot of wall and go, look, it's peaceful. I'm like, well, there's, I, I don't know math that well, but it's like more than 80 feet. Like you could pick and choose wherever you want it to be. Yeah. It's like uh, going into a cancer ward and going, I just, I just found this woman. She's cancer free. Everybody's talking about cancer. She has no cancer. It's a nurse for the love of Pete. By the way, I think Jim uh, Acosta was aware of this controversy because his next report. Well, hold on. Yes. Aware before he posted it? Oh, after. I think I think this okay. happened, and he saw himself getting beat up online. Yes. Everyone writing stories, mocking him. You mean he paid attention yeah. to what oh, people I think, were saying about oh, him on Twitter? Oh, Jim Acosta is <laughs> always paying attention to what people are saying about Jim Acosta. That is the number one goal of Jim Acosta every day. I'm going to start. I'm going to tonight. I have to post some Jim Acosta reports. I'm going to do some Jim Acosta reports <laughs> on Facebook wait. tonight. I can't. Take it. I like that. I um, but he, he did his next report. He found the spot where the wall ends, and he stood there. Where, and there's a, a small um, chain link fence that kind of connects it. And he's like, look, sometimes it's the steel, steel slats, and sometimes it's this. And there's still no crazy things going on. Again, it is the middle of the day still. He, he hasn't solved that one yet. I guess <laughs> I assume tonight he's going to post a new one. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just a ridiculous – I mean, it's just – this was going on on CNN all day. They had another person up in Vermont doing a report in which they showed the Canadian border and the Canadian border, which there's been more terrorists that have come over. We've talked about the terrorism problem in Canada many times. It's, it is actually a real problem. Um, and there's more people that come over from Canada that are there on the terrorist watch list than come over from the Mexican border. Um, but still, like, they, they, they show the border and, it, and there's no border at all, right? Like, they're just standing there and, and they're discussing. It's very snowy, so I think that might be part of the reason why you wouldn't want to cross, because it's like two degrees and there's six feet of snow. Um, but 
they, they go around and ask people, uh, do you want a wall here? Again, this is not reporting. <laughs> like, what, what, in all seriousness, like no, what Jim Acosta was doing, that's him. It's, 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 a, it's, a log- it's, like a, it's like a softball pitch to the left, right? Like, look, this should be really, really easy. You should be able to understand that Donald Trump is wrong. They're not asking honest questions at Where all. Where was Jim Acosta when I was at the border begging CNN yeah. mm-hmm. to come down to the border? Yeah. When, where were they? Yeah. When I was saying, when I was calling CNN and saying, please cover this, they're keeping children in cages. Where, where were they? Yeah, they weren't anywhere. And that's the, it's not honest. That's, I think, that's my biggest problem with it. You know, in, in the Vermont situation, they have one guy who says, oh, well, we don't need a, everything's fine up here. We don't need a border fence. And I don't think they need one down there either. And the next person is, well, we don't need a border fence. I mean, but there's border security everywhere. Every time you cross the border, a sensor goes off or something, and they're all over you right away. Well, if we had border security like that across the entire border, we probably wouldn't need a fence either. I'm surprised they kept that part in. I know, I know. I think they thought it was making their point. The, <laughs> the, the issue I have with it, though, is just like, those are not honest questions. Those yeah. are setups. They're trying to, like, make, here is the case made against the president. Let me act as if the regular person on the street is making it. I mean, you could... I'm going to fly to New Orleans okay. so I can be there tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to go down. And I'm going to show you. You know, people say New Orleans is out of control and Bourbon Street, nothing but hookers and and bar fights and, and everything is open and it's chaos on the streets on Fridays, right? I'm going to go there tomorrow morning. I'll be there at 9 a.m. and I'm going to walk down Bourbon Street and I'll show you there are no crowds there. They're all This is all lies. There's not a single drunk person, at least in a large number of crowds. There's no problem. In fact, no stores are even open on Bourbon Street at 9 a.m. That's my story tomorrow morning. But, but if you were ever in a coma and everybody's just standing around you going, please wake up, I'm going to come in and play Jim Acosta on my phone, put it up to your face and just wake up out of it. Uh, all right. Well, we could go on about Jim Acosta all day. Yes. But... I'd like for you to just uh, not pull a Jeffy. It's have some sort of coronary <laughs> event. So we're going to move on to the 28th Amendment. Uh, the 28th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. I believe it's uh, time for drinking. Uh, more drinking? Like, so they come with a prohibition, then they you put it back to, on. Just have to drink. Have to drink. Drink. Force, force, force force drink. Uh, women can drink. Women can drink now, Glenn. I'm a big shocking. fan of that one. I know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What is that one? Uh, it is nothing right now, um, but I think it should be. Right now, we only have 27 amendments to the Constitution. Ah, the 28th is, uh, I, I believe, should have been proposed by uh, Ted Cruz uh, in the last couple of days, and that is term limits. This comes up a lot. It's something that absolutely should be real, in my opinion. Um, and uh, I think the time for it is right now. Can I make my case? Yes. Mm-hmm. Here we go. First of all, uh, the border wall is a big controversy. This is going to go on when this is over. Next thing, term limits. Here's why. Here's the polling on building the wall and term limits. As you might expect, Democrats do not like building the wall, but they do like term limits. 15% say build the wall. 76% say term limits. Wow. Independence. 31% say build the wall, but 83% say term limits. Again, this is one of the most popular things possible in our discourse. But you might say Trump wants to stick with his base. You might say, okay, he wants something that's popular with his base, which I understand. And building the wall, if we see the Republican number on building the wall, it is very popular with his base. However, term limits are more popular with his base. 89% of Republicans want term limits. When have you ever seen polling on an issue like that? 76, like 83. Puppies are at 82 percent. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, no, you're, you're, you've got to look to, like, uh, I don't know, um, voter ID. Yeah, I know. It's get numbers it, like that. I think that's even higher than voter ID, yeah. which is, is very good. You know, no, it, and, so quickly to finish here, uh, the good thing here is you also have 
Uh, Donald Trump, who's Mr. Drain the Swamp Guy. This is a tweet from him back in April. I recently had a terrific meeting with bipartisan group of freshman lawmakers who feel very strongly in favor of congressional term limits. I gave him my full support and endorsement for their efforts. So Trump coming off of this border thing, no matter how it ends up, we're going to be really super divided. Here's something that he can propose that he actually wants and promised during the campaign that's incredibly popular. It's going to put all sorts of pressure on senators who are about to run for president that to vote for it and other people who are in, in that. It's going to be very difficult to say no if they can get that vote to come up. Um, and I will say, the, uh, you know, it's been tried many times. You know, they tried it in the 90s and it got, I think it needed 290 votes in the House. It got 220. Um, in the Senate, it got 24 votes and needed a lot more than 24 <laughs> votes. Um, however, uh, that was in 2012, I think. However, 2014 was the most recent effort where they really tried to push this through. The person who did it, happens to also be this, uh, the, uh, Mick Mulvaney, who is currently serving uh, as chief of staff under Donald Trump. Like, all this stuff is coming together. It's a really, it's a sensible thing to do. It would be something really popular. It would be bipartisan in theory. I mean, sure, certainly should be. Um, and I think with Trump, who just owns that news cycle like he does, if he came out here and really put effort and started talking about it, they would have no choice but to get this thing to a vote. It and it would be hard to vote no. a great way to take focus off of the border. You know, the border fails, he, he doesn't, and him saying, okay, you know why this didn't happen? Yeah. Because it's a swamp. Yep. Term limits. And he could actually turn that around. That's a brilliant idea. I hope he does Now, it. here's my problem with term limits. Mm-hmm. It's... The and I hate this term, but it's the shadow government. It's the uh, the dark. What do they call them now? Is they call it shadow government? Yeah, I mean you're saying like deep, the deep state. Deep is state. It's, it's the, the deep, deep state. state. Right. The, the, the deep state seems so conspiratorial. What the deep state in America is is just everybody in the State Department. The people who are career State Department people. They've been there forever. If you lose the institutional knowledge in Congress and in the Senate, how many of these weasels will just go to the State Department and go, I don't know, what do you, what do you think? I mean, the- I mean, that can happen. A, I think it happens already. These people aren't even reading the freaking bills as it is. B, how much time do you need? We're talking about two decades. Yeah. If you don't have enough yeah. knowledge of two, in two decades, I mean, and you have to stay for another 50 years after that with that institutional Strom- knowledge. Strom Thurmond almost got it. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. very close to being able to get it, but he left too soon. <laughs> I, I think 10 years in Congress maximum. I think the, I think and, the, the, uh, the cruise is two six-year terms in the Senate. And uh, I think it's three two-year terms in the House. It, there's been ver- yeah. various things of this. One of the things Cruz is getting beat up on, which is ridiculous, and, but I think it's very smart by Cruz, is he's not counting the anyone. Whatever you have now doesn't count. It start, yeah. When this thing starts, that's when the thing the only way it's going to get passed. The only way it's going to get passed. Yeah. They're not going to limit their own power. But they'll well, limit they the future. Because they, they, are also, they are also all grandmothers and grandfathers. They could grandfather themselves in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they could say, okay, this applies to the person after I die, yeah. this applies to the next person that comes in. <laughs> they, could. I, they could. Anything, right? Yeah. Anything to do this. Because I, I think it is, I mean, look, you see what these people do if they've been there all this time. We see the, we've seen the results of this. And, you know, this is not supposed to be like this. We've talked about it a hundred times, Glenn, about how these guys didn't, they were, this was a part-time job for them. They came in, they did some stuff, they went back, they farmed, they did their real jobs. That's what we need this to get closer to, to that. This supposed to be in the summertime. Yeah. That's why it's in Washington. It was a swamp. They didn't want. They thought nobody's going to come here, man. You'll all have malaria, and and you know this is the one time I'm kind of pulling for 
malaria. <laughs> I, I think I'd be okay with an amendment that if you are a congressman, senator, or chief of staff, once you leave office, you cannot live or work in the District of Columbia or any adjacent county. Just as a or county. visit. Well, yeah. <laughs> or visit. well, you'd have to be very careful because, like, you could get around there, right? But right. yeah, like, because everyone's always, like, I'm, I'm not a politician. I'm just a regular Joe. I just, you know, I like fishing, and I'm no. And then they, as soon as the term ends, they're golfing in D.C. and they live there forever. Mm-hmm. Do you really you think that it has a chance to pass? I don't. I I would say right now it doesn't, but I think if if Trump did I what I you know was I was outlining the there, yeah, he, I, he would have to get. Yeah. He, takes he, he takes my. He's tell a big, him I told you. Okay. okay. Could, could you step in and go? What about three billion for a border wall? And we'll do this, and then like like well, like add it into shot. the border wall package. Because if that happened, I could see a whole equation changing. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would love that. I mean, I, I think do this think this is if, a great idea. I think if Trump really got behind it, and I think what would might get him behind it is the frustration of this border situation, and that would get the American people behind it yeah. too. Yeah, it's nonsense for all of us. Everyone here is it's a swamp. Whether you like me or not, uh, you know it's a swamp. And let's let's this it's ridiculous. This is not supposed to be your and entire life. The good life. ones, the good ones would be relieved. Yeah. Like. Like Mike Lee would be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I can Justin Amash can finally take yeah. off. Yeah. So yeah. everyone watching, everyone tweet to Donald Trump because we know he's paying attention to the tweets. Let him know about our awesome idea and maybe Great he'll idea. get wind of it. Mm-hmm. Back in a minute. So Ted, Ted. It's Ted Cruz's idea, right? Yeah. So we, well, yeah, we don't but, have to blame it with us. He likes Cruz now. So it's, yes, but to have Trump right. sit around the border right. wall right. issue. Yeah, right. Before we move on, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, so I was in a car crash in 2013, and it did not do good things to my cervical spine. Um, so Relief Factor has been a, a godsend for me personally. I know that it's it's helped you as well, Glenn. Yeah, um, I was you were in, in you were in a way worse yeah, I was position in a than I was. Car, a car accident in my cervix, uh, which I'm not sure where that is. No, was, no that's I don't think you, no, have you don't have that. No, uh, no, I, I actually I just I just I, I mean. I'm a pain in the ass, and I've got pain. Uh, and I started taking it uh, a year ago in December, second yeah. week of December. And it has changed my life, really, truly has changed my life. You guys worked with me. You knew that there were times that I you know, would have to tell the cameraman, don't, don't show my hands or don't do this, because it was so bad. And uh, I can... I actually did that chalkboard today. Uh, there, did you really? Yeah, there, there are mm-hmm. days I cannot write. I mean, I wow. just can't write. My hands hurt too much. Yeah, but with relief factor, it is totally changed. And it's drug free, which yeah. is nice. So anyone looking for some sort of alternative to big pharma, which I always am. I know you men are like, ugh, all natural. But it works. So go to relieffactor.com. Get your three-week quick start. It's nineteen ninety-five. Uh, the majority of the people who try this quick start pack buy it again. It's working for them. It can work for you. Go to relieffactor.com. Better living through petrochemicals. <laughs> I'm still there. Ugh. All right, Andrew. You said um, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, Richard Dawkins, and Steven Pinker are all allying behind a professor named uh, Boghassian who is behind, uh, you all probably covered this when it came out, the, the, the grievance hoax that came out. If you've not, this is a, a fantastic story. But basically, a, uh, a professor at, uh, I think, Stanford, who's West Coast, 
um, got two other people that were not academics, and he wrote a series of papers yes. to get into various publications. Yes. The, the, the premise to it was that as long as it was overwhelmingly liberal and intersectional, that he could get it published anywhere. Uh, and he put in a lot of uh, very odd uh, and fairly amusing things, in my opinion. There, there's a lot of schadenfreude there. Like The, the best one was there was a, a, a very lengthy paper on dog-on-dog -dog sexual assault in dog parks. There was also a story called uh, uh, our, our, Your Struggle is My Struggle. My struggle, and he actually translated some of Mein Kampf and put it in there. Uh, so there were several things like that. Uh, so he is being reprimanded by his university, and the, the mechanism by which they're doing it is through internal review boards. And what they're saying is, uh, by virtue of doing this, uh, you tested subjects without uh, going through the proper protocol. Now, the reason we have internal review boards is if I want to say, like, test syphilis cures on people without talking to them, which we've done in the past, or, or withheld it, that kind yeah. of thing, right? We, we've, we've done some terrible things. So the idea is you want to keep uh, any type of abuses going on with test subjects through these internal review boards. But I, I think this is kind of overstepping it because he didn't have people in a basement or anything. This is, <laughs> the, the, the subjects are the people that were publishing uh, this particular, uh, the, the, these various tracts. Um, which I, a I real reach. I mean, geez. Yeah. It's, well, and this is my thing. I think if you were, I think if, if you were the university, and you're like, look, you set out to make all of your colleagues look like morons. We're angry about that. I'd be like, well, I, I mean, I kind of think they deserve it a little bit, but I understand why why you would get in trouble if, if I were to like do a sting operation here at the Blaze. I imagine there'd be right. some kind of reprimand, mm -hmm. but that would be an honest and direct way of handling it. And what they're doing instead is they're they're going out of the way to claim that this is kind of an ethical lapse through normal professorial testing. Hey, hey, can uh. I just challenge one thing you said? If you did a sting here at the blaze and there was That's something something. really wrong I'd be the first one to say thank you well the sting was gonna be on you <laughs> I would not be the first to say thank you. <laughs> no but you but yeah. if your intent if you are a place of higher education and someone has revealed not your place but the system is corrupt and and this will lead to better data and better conclusions, the universities should be holding him up and saying, thank you. Yeah. Not not trying to. I agree, which which is part of the yeah. I mean part part of the the whole enlightenment uh, uh, lineage that we've received intellectually is this idea that you you're not supposed to just automatically defer to authority. You're going to test things. You're going to test conclusions. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is good. I, I, the only thing I have with him is that I don't think I think they overplayed that thesis a little bit because it, it wound up most of their stuff wasn't actually published, so it wasn't a slam dunk. Well, but, but I do it, think it illustrated mm, a good point. Yeah, we did we did talk to uh, the both the head that guy, the main guy from the college, and one what was the other one. Uh, uh, Helen, Helen, from, uh, yeah, from England, or something. Like that. Yes. So a couple of the people who were involved in that, and their at least their story on that um, was that they were in process when these for things. Oh, that's right. They didn't call that early because I think the Wall Street yeah. Journal, like the Wall Street Journal, since something was amiss with the dog on dog sexual assault story. Yes, yeah, someone uh, else caught it. Yeah. I think it went to one of that real peer, peer reviewer. I think put it out there and started highlighting these examples. And because they knew the whole thing was going to blow up, they had to rush it and stop some of those. They did believe though they were going to get about eighty percent of them actually published yeah. by the end. So I mean, again, I, and I think that that's a that's the like that. The worst part about this, maybe from the university's perspective, is you're just proving his point. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like the point yes. is yep. the system yep. is corrupt. And look at you. Yep. You're manipulating this thing that's supposed to be good mm -hmm. uh, and, and internal review. And instead, you're using it to take out you know, some sort of political vendetta. And you're proving his point again. I, th I think higher education is, in many ways, still kind of in the throes of a medieval system. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and we don't tend to think of it or view it that way. But, but there is, in fact, that, that inertia there and that, uh, that 
suffocating aspect to it. What's crazy is, you, you know what the professorial robes, you probably know this, do you know what they're for? Uh, is, it might be like a clerical thing. Like, was it to do with... No. It was cold. <laughs> they wore those because of the big stone classrooms, yeah. and they wore those because they were warm. Can we get those here? I know. We, I would totally. Well, like, I, I, don't, I don't like putting uh, Latin on on diplomas because it's like, hey, moron, here's this thing that's got magic on it, and it shows that you're good. So like, yeah. you know, the whole point of this is to explain stuff to you. So, like, why are we going to use a system that <laughs> very good that, point you know, yeah. obfuscates things? Yeah. All right, back in a minute. Because it separates you. Yeah. It makes you at a class higher than the people who can't I, read the Latin. I was just thinking about that on, on the way to work. Those of you who are not watching this yet on Blaze TV, uh, you're missing out on overtime. We do an overtime segment every day, and that's where the real fun happens. Mm. So, you, Well, no. none of us are wearing pants. Right. <laughs> I think a better self we say we're putting extra clothes on. Okay, yes. Yeah. We're That's putting where we're we put all wearing parkas yes. and we obscure our faces. <laughs> so go to, except for Sarah. <laughs> thank you. Go to Blaze TV right now. Use promo code NEWS for $10 off. And uh, for those of you who are already watching, I'll see you in overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Uh, Stu, let's talk about Jeff Bezos and the, uh, the impending divorce. Uh, yeah, this is, I just think, interesting from, uh, I, I, we've never gone through this, you know, and American people have never seen anything like this. This is a, the most expensive divorce in history. Uh, he is worth $147 billion, the richest man in the world. Wait, wait, wait. Um, we, did a, we did a deal today on radio. Heard it. It was you heard it? So did, unreal. Did you hear it? Okay, so, Andrew, for Jeff Bezos to spend a million dollars just to, like, I'll take uh, I'll take six of those Bugattis, okay? Say it's a million dollars each. How much is that compared to somebody? Uh, how much money does that feel like to him compared to somebody who has fifty thousand dollars? Average person. I'm guessing like a nickel. <laughs> Close. Close. Thirty-seven cents. Wow. Thirty-four. I think they were thirty-four. Yeah. And how much is it for a millionaire? For a millionaire, it was six dollars and eighty cents. This, this makes me strongly dislike him on how not eccentric he is. If yeah. I had that much money, I would oh be doing God. all sorts. I would build an he island. Would with, I would. Yes. I would release thousands of monkeys. Well, he's States. not doing this that. Is why he's I, wait, what? I would just yeah, just every day I'd be like, time to get him a zeppelin and drop silver dollars on the peasants. <laughs> I would do all <laughs> sorts of fun I stuff. Mean, I would honestly. That's what I like about. Uh, uh, what Elon SpaceX, Musk. Elon yeah. Musk. Yeah. I love that about him. Mars. Richard Branson, I love that. He's just like, hey, you know what? Let's all go to the moon. <laughs> yeah. He does it. I yeah. love it. Musk does a billionaire like, uh, yeah. he's like fantasy yeah. league billionaire. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's like James Bond quasi-villain level, which is yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah yes. he's good. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, so it's it's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, $147 billion. Um, if they get divorced, I mean, she's been with him for 25 years. He was cheating on her with uh, with a uh, news person, uh, this is a which is also story. the wife of one of the top agents in Hollywood. So it is a really going to be pretty. Um, uh, but it is $147 billion. It looks like, no, they've been together way before Amazon, so uh, it was no prenup or anything like that. 
um, they will go from the richest person or people in the world to two tied at fifth richest hope, people hope in the world. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's very difficult. It gets difficult. So that, that rises from 30 cents for the, the yeah. million dollar Lamborghini to like 60, 60 cents? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it's just an, it's an amazing uh, story because he's not been one of those guys that's been in the tabloids. He's not Elon Musk. Like He's not being reported mm-hmm. on like that. And this kind of just kind of came out of nowhere. Everyone kind of thought they had a the like perfect little relationship. And they have four kids. Um, uh, one of them was adopted. And I, I don't know how old they are. I think they're a little older. Um, but still. Old enough for Woody Allen. No, well. That does not. That you need well, to raise no. the bar somewhere else. Okay. It's not narrowed right. down at all, all right. uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a fascinating story because that is a. I mean, we also don't know what's what it means for the businesses, right? I mean, if you're splitting up these businesses, either in theory, like they could be splitting control of the business, or she might get some of them. She might get the Washington Post instead of him. We don't know how this is going to be split up yet. And, and some of these businesses are in our lives, like Amazon, every single day. People kind of assume that he's going to take the businesses and she's going to take a bunch of the cash. But she depends how she feels about the situation. She may very well be like, you know what? No, I want the Washington Post. If I were her, I'd take the Washington Post and I would have an anti-Jeff editorial. Oh, every day. Every day. (laughs) I would would hire cartoonists to just just do that. Uh, I was reading uh, during lunch, I was reading something on uh, machine learning and and deep deep mind and deep learning. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, it, it, Amazon was one of the examples of, of something that they've patented, and I didn't really understand it, but uh, they patented in, I think, 2012 to take shopping to the next level. And the speculation is they're just waiting for the right time. And what has to happen is their prediction. You know how when you say... You buy a book or you buy something from Amazon. They say, hey, you might also like these yeah. things. Right now, we're buying between 5 and 8%. Okay? They believe when they get a certain amount of information on each of us, they can bring that into the high 80s and 90%. So when you're buying something, it'll come up and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I got to have that too. Okay? Uh, so you ready? Yeah. They will be the first company to reverse... Uh, uh, shopping, uh, shopping and sales, it will instead, no, shopping and shipping. Instead, it will be shipping and shopping. They will ship things to you, no. and you'll go, oh, well, I want those, I want 90% of that, I'm going to send this back. That's what they're going for. Yeah, they, and free, wow. like free, right? Like free. They'll yeah. send free samples free. to get you hooked on these things. Yeah, and- not free samples. Not free samples. Just have to mail them back if you don't want them. They they ship them to you Mm -hmm. because they will be able to count that. uh, They'll be able to uh, uh, figure out that by the time you say, you know what, I really want, it's at your front door. That's amazing. So crazy. Because they are doing the free sample thing, but I think that that's the short term. uh, Yeah, that's the bridge. And that's one of the reasons why Alexa is in your home. Gather more information on you, on what you buy, what you need, what you're talking about. So when you say, oh, you know what, honey, remind me, we should get, Alexa will hear it, ship it to you. Add that to the algorithm. Mm. Well, um, but she's also super convenient when I want to listen to Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. Yeah, 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 weighing mm-hmm. the pros and the cons but who gets here. Who gets control of that? And, yeah. you know, he's always been a stable guy. He's a seemingly, yeah. you know, he's not Elon Musk. With him cheating in with somebody else who's married, high profile, 
If you, if you own part of Amazon, I mean a big part of Amazon, you've got to be going, Ooh, wait a minute, hang on just a second. Well, uh, do you guys know how involved she has been behind the scenes? I don't know much about her. I've so. read, um, and this is years ago, I read an article about the two of them that made it sound like they were real partners in, in everything. Yeah. That he really, he didn't go until the kids were off to school. You know, he was late at work, but he would stay late. He was a real family guy, and they were real partners. That's the way it was written. That's probably five years ago I read. I, I, I talked to somebody who, who did some work with him a while ago and, and just described him as a nerd. Like, he's just a nerd. And it's yeah. like, here's this nerd who got this woman to marry him 25 years ago. They go through this whole thing. He becomes the richest man in the world, and he's like, all right. You know, the anchor over there. I mean, yeah. that's, that's my thing now. It's, it's, it's a little Sad. disturbing. If you're one of his friends, what do you do to get him through the divorce? I'm just trying to, because you can't just take him to a bar. You know what we should do? <laughs> Jeff, you know what we should do? Buy Malta. We, <laughs> we should buy Bugattis for everybody. Start with me. Ooh, like yeah, that. that'd be nice, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, the FDA, because of the government shutdown, they have come out and said... You guys, we've got a real problem because um, we have to sharply reduce food uh, inspections. And we can only oh. inspect food at places that are high risk that, you know, have a lot of mm. uh, meats and fishes and stuff coming through here. Mm-hmm. Andrew, what do you think? Start panicking. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. I, I read this. This is, this is where my, my inner Barry Goldwater and my inner libertarian just starts coming out and foaming. Because in the same article that I read about this, it said that... Uh, you know, in, in America, this is a problem because there's 50 million people that get food sickness a year. Then what is the FDA doing? <laughs> why, like, wh- why, why is this scary to me if you're letting 50 million people already get sick? There's this weird mindset we have where I, I, think, when you, I think it starts when you're in high school where they, they're like, oh, well, there's student counsel. But if it's, if it's serious, though, we're going to kick it to the principal. There is no principal. It's all student counsel. <laughs> Everyone's student counsel. Uh, I don't think anything massive is going to happen out of this. Uh, in Canada, as I understand it, the system they have, and, and if, if uh, you're part of the Canadian Bureau, correct me if I'm wrong on this, I think they, you, you kind of bill into the system where you, you can either opt in or opt out and go, uh, you know what, in my town, everybody knows me, they trust me, I don't want to bother going through all these hoops. I feel like that's an unnecessary, onerous burden on me. Uh, but if you're like in Toronto or something and you just don't have that word of mouth, you're like, well, of course I'm going to plug into this. I'm going to put up that letter on my window. Uh, I think there's, there's easier ways to do this, and I, I think the FDA... And the, well, one more thing. I'm sorry, one oh, more oh. thing. The FDA, Jim Acosta. Uh, Jim, Jim Acosta. <laughs> no, the FDA, like, they'll, you'll see these reports that are like, ah, the FDA has just approved a drug that's going to save 50,000 lives a year, mm. and it only took eight years to approve <laughs> this drug. Well, then all those other people died, FDA. <laughs> like I, and, and if, you're, if you're that guy there, you're, gonna get, you're not going to get rewarded for passing something that saves lives, but you are going to get in a lot of trouble if you pass something that kills somebody, so you're going to be incredibly restrictive and incredibly, incredibly regressive. So I, I think the FDA is a boondoggle. I, you know what? I, I share that, uh, that sentiment, and I will just add really quickly, talking about uh, the trials, the drug trials. So my uncle, who passed away from ALS when he was going through treatment, uh, they were coming out with a drug that they had to get through all of these safety trials um, for ALS patients to try it. And I'm like, they're, they have a life sentence. Like, they're mm. going to die. It, there should be some system where if they want to sign up and say, I'm going to die anyway, I'd rather yeah. just try the drug. Right Let them try, try the drug. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a, and, and one last thing on the yeah. FDA. Oh, no, I want one too. Oh, do you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't have, I, yeah I don't have the stats, and I, but I will by tomorrow morning show. Um, the stats of the percent of food that is actually examined oh, yeah. by the FDA 
is incre- single digit yeah, no, percentage. It's not even. I will give you this is this this is the, I think the most amazing stat about it. You are unlikely in your entire life to ever eat a piece of seafood that has even been visually inspected by anyone. By really? anyone in the FDA. That is not what happens. The, the, I think the FDA is like everyone, every time something, one of these shutdown, shutdowns come on, they're like, oh, well, the FDA. What yeah. is the FDA? I think this is the ultimate example of how good capitalism is. People are incentivized not to kill their customers. And because of that, yes, you know, 50 million sounds like a lot, but think about this for a second. If everybody in the country has three meals a day, you're over a billion meals a day. If 50 million people do get sick, it's an incredibly tiny percentage. And I got news for you, in America, it's a lot, time, a lot of times more than three meals a day. So, I mean, I, I don't know at least here at this table. Why, why did he look at me when he said that? <laughs> you can go through. I mean, I, I don't know if that I've ever had a, uh, a sickness from food. Um, you know, it's possible. I, I, don't, I, I mean, some people have. But, I mean, again, how many meals have you eaten? Yeah. The tiny, tiny percentage of food, and none of it's being inspected by the FDA. Almost nothing you're eating is ever even being visual. I mean, what is a visual inspection of seafood anyway? There's a, none of it is being inspected, and still you're fine every day. That is a statement of capitalism. It has nothing to do with the FDA doing its job. It's a statement of how good capitalism is and how well it works. So you're saying you're not buying into uh, their scare tactics? No, uh, all, uh, all right, really quickly, want to get your thoughts on Kamala Harris. I know I heard you guys talking about this on radio, but uh, she is apparently going to enter the presidential race around MLK Day. She's going to announce. Oh, what, yes. uh, what a shock. She's uh, going to run away with it. Good thing Kamala Harris is going to announce right around <laughs> MLK Day. So Surely there's know, no coincidence There will there be no race uh, involved in this at all. Um, I, I actually think she's a, a good contender. I think she's somebody who could uh, galvanize the, the, the left. Really? Um, you know, I think she could be one of the top three contenders. Really? Not, not the president, but... I, 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 no, I totally agree. I mean, you know, again, you never know in these situations when someone gets on a big stage. Baltimore Ravens fans who watched Lamar Jackson go two for 20 in the first half with zero yards, basically. Sometimes people who look really good in other, in other smaller level games get into the big, on the big stage and don't look so good. But I think Kamala Harris is a legitimate, a legitimate threat. She is the best of the socialist group, right? Like she's better than Bernie. She's better than Elizabeth Warren. Um, I don't know if you put Beto in there. I feel like he's kind of in the middle. But um, of that group, I think, Kamala Harris is the most is the most uh, threatening to the president. He is he's also, she's also a prosecutor, right? And that background mm-hmm. leads her to be good at arguing things, not flustered easily. Mm-hmm. Um, she she seems to be good on television. She may get on the big stage and flop. I'm not. She's she's not proven enough yeah. to, to does see she, that. Does, does she have? Because I don't feel like I know that much about her. I don't feel like she's as well formed in terms yeah. of political ideology, or at least in terms of espoused political ideology, than a lot of the other people up there. I mean, like, is she a part of the the socialist crowd? I oh, guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess she's she's endorsed higher minimum wage and things like that. Yeah. Well, so. And she also came out. You know, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez just recently made a comment about. Um, taxing what the the top earners something like 70 percent um and she kamala harris commented on that and said that she thought that that was a great idea and you know she really loved the new ideas wouldn't that be great kamala harris getting your economic uh, economic policies from From alexandria ocasio cortez (laughs) yeah yeah i mean if you look at her her policies line up basically with sanders i mean they're they're very similar there's you know there's a couple minor differences but she's definitely on that side of the spectrum and that's how she's going to try to run she's going to be spending the next year convincing america that she is on that side of the spectrum to try to win those activist voters that's difficult i did a a poll sort of an informal twitter poll yesterday of uh, um, just if you had to draft Wait, it's on Twitter. 
Uh, what? The, twi- the polls on Twitter? Um, it's very scientific if it's on Twitter. Well, I'm not saying it's, not it's that's why I said it was informal. Okay, it's very um, uh, But I said, hey, if you had three draft picks to pick three candidates you thought could actually become the next president, maybe defeat Donald Trump, if you ha- pick three and in that group had to be your, your winner, what are the three that you'd pick? And the three I picked were Biden, uh, Beto, and Kamala Harris. You think Beto could be in there? I do think he could yeah. be in there. Yeah. I think yeah. he is, he kind of, I feel like he walks the line in between uh-huh. um, a Biden and a He's Harris. He's a fresh face. Yep. Yeah, I think they do, unless it's Biden, who's the only one I think is out of this group, you kind of need, I don't think Sanders has a chance. Like, you need to have someone who's a fresh face. I think, um, I, I think in the end, if you put Biden and Harris or Biden and Beto, Biden and Beto. I, I think yeah. you've got a winning ticket. It's interesting. I really thought I was uh, alone in my uh, belief that Biden was a legitimate threat to Trump in that, you know, because he's a doofus, right? Like, I mean, that's Joe Biden. But I honestly think that helps him. Like, he built he's in. A, he's a very likable guy. He he's he's yeah, likable. People don't care when he makes moderates. mistakes. Yeah. He'll fire back. He'll fire back insults. He's yeah. That's his game. I mean, he's a little bit more of a challenge, I think, than uh, I, uh, I would expect most most in our audience would think. However, they were, they were, I mean, I think almost everybody mentioned Biden as one of the top uh, people. Harris was mentioned a lot. Uh, Beto was mentioned a lot. A lot of people mentioned also Michelle Obama. And I don't count her as really part of the field. I don't think she's going to run. Um, it's possible. I think she'd um, do better than Beto if she ran. If she ran, I think she beats probably Beto and, and Kamala Harris. Like, I mean, they're, it'd I, be tough to beat Biden. But she might. She, but she'd be the left-wing candidate, and she'd have that same credibility, but also younger. And I, I, she may be. But I don't so know if they both. She has great arms. Won. She has incredible arms. You seen that? Yeah. I thought I was the only one who noticed. She's yeah. so toned. She's so toned. <laughs> All right. Today's poll question, uh, as you saw, Jim Acosta very clearly said that walls are not needed while filming himself in front of <laughs> like a wall. Uh, so, do you think that walls work? Let us know at the Blazes Twitter. That is at. The Blaze, I think we all know Jim Acosta knows better than everyone else. Don't bring up, you're, you're just, that's a trigger word. <laughs> I, uh, I thought we were in a safe zone. <laughs> Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta. <laughs> 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 all right, let us know at The Blaze's Twitter, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Today, <laughs> Yes. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.